I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome to the tenth episode of Court Reporter. Today, I'll talk about a judgment delivered by the Supreme Court just day before yesterday. The judgment regarding the control of Sri Padmanabha Swami Temple. located in Kerala's capital Trivandrum the judgment has led to a lot of speculation and conjectures regarding the rights of devotees to control hindu temples restriction on government control etc but what is the truth what will be the impact of this verdict i will try and explain first of all something about the temple the city of trivandrum or tiruvananthapuram takes its name from the temple The word Tiruvananthapuram literally means the land of Sri Ananda Padmanabha Swami. The main deity Sri Padmanabha Swami is a form of Vishnu. There are different versions by historians about the origin of Sri Padmanabha Swami temple. However, it is accepted that the temple was reconstructed and a new idol was installed by Aniram Tirunal Marthandavarma, a ruler who established the modern Travancore state. Marthandavarma ruled Travancore from 1729 to 1758 and the temple continued to be under the direct management and control of Marthandavarma and later the Travancore royal family after his death There were rumors for a very long time that the temple had vaults which hides immense treasures These were all believed to be rumors but all that changed in 2009 That year A devotee who was a former IPS officer TP Sundararajan filed a public interest litigation before the Kerala High Court. He alleged mismanagement of the Padmanabha Swami temple by the Travancore royal family and prayed that the temple should be handed over to the Kerala government. The Kerala High Court allowed the same and granted the prayer of Sundararajan by a judgment pronounced in January 2011. The royal family then appealed to the Supreme Court. against the Kerala High Court judgment the supreme court in a major order passed in may 2011 ordered an inventory of the temple and its properties this was a watershed moment for the temple when the walls of the temple which is called kallara in malayalam was opened to ascertain the assets of the temple a vast treasure of gold and other priceless objects were discovered the long standing rumors turned out to be true It is estimated that the intrinsic value of the treasure is more than rupees 90000 crore. What was interesting is that one of the main walls or the kallara which is kallara B is yet to be opened because of the superstitions associated with it including a story that a serpent is guarding the kallara. Anyways now I will explain the legal issue surrounding the case and what the supreme court held. and what its impact would be 
the Travancore royal family's claim to manage and administer the temple was based on two aspects. One was the instrument of accession, which is an agreement signed between the ruler of Travancore and the government of India in 1949. You might be aware that Travancore was a princely state before independence. It joined the Indian Union by signing the instrument of accession. Later, Travancore was merged with Malabar to form Kerala state in 1956. The instrument of accession, Article 8 of the instrument to be more specific, provided that the administration of Sri Padmanabhaswamy temple will be vested in the ruler of Travancore. Now the second aspect, the Travancore Cochin Hindu Religious Institutions Act. I will refer to it as the TC Act for convenience. Travancore Cochin Hindu Religious Institution Act or the TC Act was a law enacted after the Indian constitution came into force in 1950. The TC Act, just like the instrument of accession, also provided that the administration of Padmanabhaswamy temple will be vested in the ruler of Travancore. This law was based on an article in the Indian constitution, Article 362. This article said that state government while making laws should give effect to instrument of accession entered into with princely state. So, Article 362 was an article which was aimed at protecting the rights and privileges available to the rulers of princely states. Now, what happened was that in 1971, Article 362 was deleted from the constitution. The petitioner in this case, Sundararajan, said that with the deletion of Article 362, the rights set out in the agreement of accession to administer the temple will also automatically go. But the Supreme Court held that even if Article 362 was deleted, the right of the ruler will continue since the TC Act provided the same right. In other words, what the court held was that deletion of Article 362 does not mean that the law enacted pursuant to Article 362 would also disappear. In other words, the court held that deletion of Article 362 does not mean that the law enacted pursuant to Article 362 would also disappear. That law will remain. And as long as it remains, the right of the ruler of Travancore over the Padmanabhaswamy temple will continue. But now comes the important part. The court noted that the state legislature is free to take appropriate steps to stop or extinguish such rights of the royal family. That is, it can delete the law from the statute book. And if that is done, the rights of the royal family over the temple will also come to an end. Sundararajan had raised one more crucial point in the case. He argued that the term ruler, which was used in the instrument of accession and the TC Act, meant the ruler who actually signed the instrument of accession. Once that ruler dies, the temple will vest with the state government of Kerala since India had already abolished titles like ruler, maharaja, etc. In this case, the ruler who signed the instrument of accession, Chitiru Tirunal Balarama Varma, had passed away in 1991. The High Court agreed to this argument of Sundararajan. This crucial argument was, however, overturned by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court held that the term ruler would mean the ruler of the royal family and it will not end with the death of the ruler who signed the instrument of accession. So, what is the final takeaway from the verdict? My understanding is that the verdict will not have a major impact in other cases relating to religious rights.
This is because the judgment is based on a law enacted by the state government. So, if there is a law protecting the rights of rulers, the right will continue, but otherwise it will not. If you wish for me to discuss any of Supreme Court's ruling, tweet to me at Legal Journalist. You can also show your love for this podcast by liking, sharing and following us on HT Smartcast. We are ever-present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For more such interesting podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, this is Murli signing off. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.